Welcome to the Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. Listen in as poet and artist Ariana R. Cherry features words written from her heart and performed from her soul. Every week, you will hear original poetry spoken through performance art and storytelling. Listen weekly on Anchor, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and iHeartRadio. Truth, stories, and poetry. Exactly what the soul needs. Welcome to Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. This is Ariana Cherry. Normally, you're used to hearing me recite poetry. But this episode, I am actually trying something different. I am going to start a series where I actually interview authors and poets so you don't have to listen to me all the time. Although I've gotten at least, where am I at now, 14,000? We're getting pretty close in our views. Um, Maybe Hopefully, sometime soon, we'll be close to 20,000. But since we have uh, broadened our uh, audience, I don't want to bore you with just me all the time. So this way, you'll get to meet other authors. And this episode, we have Zach, and I'm not going to say his last name because I actually forgot to ask him how to pronounce it. And um, we published a book with him. It has a lot of poems about Illinois, which is his favorite state. Um, we published it through Cherry House Poetry. And I will welcome Zach on the show right now, and he can say his last name. Yes. Uh, hi. Good evening. Thank Hello. you so much for having me. I mean, uh-huh. a lot. Yeah, my name is Z-M-Y-S-E. W-I-S-E. Wise. Uh, okay. sort of a, yeah, it's sort of a play on words on my real last name. Okay. But, um, but yeah, so just... Uh, yeah thank, yeah, thank you ever so much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You are the first uh, guinea pig to try out the new series. So <laughs> um, I think it will go well. And actually, if you hear any scuffling around, it's using my cats. They come in and out, but they're usually fairly quiet. Um, so why don't you tell us a little about the book that we published with Cherry House Press, Zach? Certainly. So I wrote this. I wrote this book five years ago, and it was during one of those poem a day month series. I suppose I was I was trying to participate in this, and uh, I love the state of Illinois ever so much. I grew up in various suburbs of northern Chicago, and I've been to other areas of the state as well. I try to give them equal attention as well. <laughs> Uh, even if I'm a tad neglectful with others, but uh, it was—I I, suppose—it's sort of, sort of a romanticized love song for my birthplace. You know, it's yeah. interesting that you love Illinois so much because there's so many people who live here who, oh my gosh, they hate it, and I don't understand why they continue <laughs> to stay. Um, I won't. I don't want to get into politics or current news, but if you do see on some of the live streams of when our governor is speaking, there's so many people who downplay Illinois. So, what do you think you could do to change their minds? I mean, what makes you love Illinois so much when so many people hate it? Um, maybe reduce the taxes. <laughs> maybe that's part of the reason why so many of them are are escaping. <laughs> 
and whatnot. I, I know almost everyone I, I speak to is like, why would you want to live in Illinois based on the taxes? It's mainly what they talk about. And, um, as far as changing the minds of others on that particular issue, um, I think, I don't think I could, even if I tried. It's, it's going to be their perspective uh, and their perspective alone. Um, yeah. Because because that's what that's what attraction is as well, whether it's personal or widespread. Not everyone's going to love it, and you know what? That's that's quite all right. And I'm not I'm not saying it's the greatest state in the world. There is no best state. There is no best country and whatnot. That's all. Best is an opinion word. Mm-hmm. And as I've learned as I've learned growing up, it's probably why I submit to very few contests because I have that attitude. Um. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're sitting here talking about your book, and I realize we haven't even mentioned the title. So, Zach, tell us the title of your book. Yes. So it's called Illinois Infinitarium. And <laughs> I I love making up certain words, or perhaps in this case, it's a bit of a portmanteau of infinity. And the other, I hadn't really... <laughs> I hadn't really, uh, like nailed the, uh, the other half part of part of myself thought well sanitarium nah, no 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 not exactly not exactly that wouldn't sanitarium. it wouldn't it wouldn't really sit it wouldn't really sit right with me but I envisioned I envisioned somewhat of a uh, of a coliseum which is yes. what you'll see on the cover but ironically speaking a coliseum of uh, that I'm sorry a coliseum is still an enclosed area mm-hmm. it's not infinite <laughs> yes so um, the, that just shows where my brain is, which is just all over the place, what I call lovely unorganized chaos. And I mean, to, I think to me, it's just everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever, I, whenever I'm present, I feel this positive rush of energy. And I know plenty of people who feel the same way about their homeland their birthplace uh, there's just something about it it's a it's something spiritual that can't really be explained yeah well when you put aside illinois politics i will have to agree with you illinois has a lot of nice little rural towns and while i like to visit the city i do feel at home in the country or even in a small town because i feel like in small towns while everybody knows everybody's business people do support one another whenever someone's sick something goes wrong Usually there's always somebody to ask, what can I do to help? And you won't always get that in a city. Maybe if you're in like a suburban area in the city, but still (laughs) you kind of feel like you're a mouse inside a huge, huge, huge box. So the rural town gives you more of a family-like feel. And I have grown up in small towns ever since I was a little kid. And I only moved probably about 15 minutes away from my hometown. And uh, so... I will probably most likely stay in Illinois. Um, I try not to get involved with all the politics. I know there's good things, you know, that you that we'll like, and there'll be things we don't like. But it's like that no matter where you live. Right. Exactly. There, there, there are no saintly politics anywhere. No. <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a suburbanite myself, so I, I definitely prefer. Uh, I, I love that balance between the hustle and bustle of of metropolis, and then. The, the quietude of the r- more rural areas. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Metropolis Arthur, is really from, cool. From what you've told me about Arthur, it sounds lovely. Oh, Arthur is super lovely. You really need to come visit. Um, I did grow up on Arcola. Arthur is kind of what Arcola used to be, and Arthur has seems like it hasn't changed too much. My actual home chain town has changed a lot. So tourism isn't quite as big as it used to be, and there's a lot of things in the town I think that need repaired. While it's in my and it's sad because my whole, old hometown almost doesn't feel like home anymore. Now Arthur feels like home. Um, but you know, if you've never seen a horse and buggy, people will, oh my gosh, they go nuts when they see a horse and buggy. Um, but you know, we get used to it. So maybe we take it for granted. So I, I try to see the, the majestic part of it, you know, just hearing, I do like hearing the click clack of their hooves going down the road. There's something comforting about that. I will say that. Um, Mm -hmm. I do love the Amish food, the homemade goods, the homemade noodles. I mean, we can go into a cheese store and get homemade cheese. We can get homemade bread, homemade noodles. I mean, hello. And then we've got Yoder's, which um, before the pandemic, I would go to restaurants a lot. But I do miss it. But they would have their buffet. And, um, you know, and you got your fried chicken, the Amish noodles. I mean, it's just Amish food. I mean, hello. If you are looking for Amish food and you're visiting Arthur, you've got to go to Yoder's. That's just the thing. Um, but you know, but we have a lot of different restaurants. We've got Mexican, we've got your Subway, we've got your Amish, and then we've got your grill stuff, Polly's Barbecue. So, I mean, you get a little mix of everything. So, it's, the only thing we don't have is a Chinese restaurant. We're still pushing for that. Um, mm. so yes, Zach, you should visit Arthur. So, it's it, maybe you should write a poem when you visit Arthur. You should write a poem about Arthur, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> and then you could write perhaps. the Illinois, uh, how do you say it again? In, infinitarium, infinitarium. Infinitarium collection uh, part two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we've discussed before, when we reissue uh, the book sometime later, I'm definitely going to rummage through all my previous notebooks and gather the scattered Illinois poems and songs that I've written over the years. So maybe by then I would have visited Arthur and uh, definitely make a point to do so yeah so while we're talking about your book you said you had a few poems picked out that you were going to read um certainly yeah so how about you um perform some of your poems from your book okay uh do you say two or three it, whatever you want okay um good things come in threes so let me just gather the <laughs> third um i mean that's what that's what they say i have no idea if i agree with that or not but oh. uh, uh all right <laughs> <laughs> well, things do come in threes. It could be good or bad, but I'm going to say it's good right now. Indeed. Indeed. Um, so I'm going to start out with a piece that was published a few years ago in Cichlet Magazine. Many people who know me have heard this piece before, but of course not this audience, so this is all for you. And This is in the fifth section of the book times and ponderings and I tell people that not all of them have a direct Illinois reference but with the pieces that do not it has somewhat of a Midwestern theme, a Midwestern aura if you will and hopefully certain pieces like this one would transcend that. I I do hope so as well. I'm not trying to be entirely exclusive of Mm -hmm. course. Uh, Inclusion is key. So laugh. Laugh, laugh, snicker. Got humor? Have jokes 
will travel. Humor, my greatest ally. I make love to you every day, burying my voice in your euphoric environment, echoing in barbaric ha-ha tones, a lullaby of chuckles sent to my loved one. She deserves this after a lifetime of killing tears, lusting after anger suppression, staring at the cobblestone floor. In this one humane body, a laugh attack is necessary. Bittersweet and demented, a quip that is corny. Who cares about the rule of thumb, the total number of guffaws? Losing it alongside you. It feels like I have ingested a carton full of uppers with kicks of caffeine. We are but two hyenas without obligatory cares in this world. Two saplings who evolve into a serene, elated green. Until death's alarm clock rang, we collected certain seconds. When her celebratory funeral occurred on a blackened evening, we laughed. So, that is piece number one. Um, The next piece is from the first section of the book that just, it's just called The People. (laughs) And I was first turned on to this fellow when I was looking in Guinness Book of World Records. At the time, it was the world's longest film. The exact duration escapes me, unfortunately. I know it. I know for a fact it went on longer than a day. This in one single shooting, and the person's name is Lee Groban, and he is a Chicago poet who uh, he, he wrote what is called the world's longest poem, and uh, with again with Guinness Book of World Records, they cited it as the world's longest poem as well and he wrote this his entire life he majored in russian studies and many other different world studies he was he was definitely a scholar you could hear clips of him on youtube and just his way his way of writing is just it's so unique and to hear him recite parts of this is just incredible and he would carry around large pieces of parchment with excerpts of this poem which was at least a few thousand pages by its com- by the time of its completion. Wow. So, and the both the title of the poem and the film are called The Cure for, Insom- for Insomnia. Hmm. So this is Ode to Lee Groban. Revisiting the eldest underground stomping round, I am forever at the mercy of your elaborate mind schemes. A free fall into maelstrom, spiraling upwards from the Hancock. By the beard of your primordial Russian nobility, life could never be a drag. You eagerly carried around a scroll-like parchment with your 5,000-paged lives. By your never-ending beard, multicolored Kenyan garb, this video recording session will be a night to remember. Learn the film at the Art Institute's ambient auditorium. What is the cure for insomnia? A beat poem which is both pensive and paperless, only for the forethought. What is the cure for insomnia? Staying sane and lucid without lucid dreaming in a starry night, pacing to and fro with minimal effort. What is the cure for insomnia? Watching political debates, staring at marble paint dry and form cryptic messages on walls. We read poetry for your celebration, bejeweled, speckled and wise, you will always be in my prophetic heart. Awesome. So, Very cool. there's to you, 
<laughs> Lee Groban. And then the second one is a, a bit of a tribute as well. One of my favorite blues musicians out there is Robert Johnson. And I mean, they call Charlie Patton the acknowledged king of the Delta Blues, but for me, it's Robert Johnson. Oh, right. And, and lyrically speaking, he's actually been compared to romantic poets such as Keats and Shelley, uh, people who've really analyzed his work. And some of it's very haunting. He, uh, for those of you who don't know, he, uh, he claimed that the devil visited him at the crossroads. It's, a, it's an exact site. Okay. Uh, in Mississippi, it's called the Crossroads. The devil, the devil, tuned his guitar, gave it back to him, and that's how Johnson became so talented. Oh, wow. uh, somewhat of a, a Faustian story from the '30s. <laughs> and then the devil did and not go back to Georgia. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, um, so in tandem with that, I've created several pieces. Uh, if none of you are familiar with the term ekphrasis, it's technically the sort of a somewhat silent collaboration between visual artist and poet. Great. Uh, many, visual, many visual artists have created pieces uh, uh, that uh, display scenes from poems, and poets have given a poetic interpretation of a piece of art. For me, I've done that several times over, but I've also done so with music. After listening to a certain song, I'll give my poetic interpretation. So this is after listening to his piece, Sweet Home Chicago. Hmm. Now, what do you suppose the mythic man of blues meant, linking California to this oh-so-fair city? A purposeful detour? A way to create a diversion so the hellhounds will lose his never-ending trail? Oh, baby... Don't you wanna go? Oh, how I do, Robert. How I do indeed. I can taste its innovation and plans of initiation, swallowing the whole unit until I land safely in a calm rainbow, picturesque corridor. He is the 20th century Faust, the player with awe natural talent, accredited to Satan the Tempter. His guitar works in the traditional standard true blues way. It brings out my harmonious harmonica, each note singing to itself until the red eye closes for the night. Oh, baby, honey, don't you want to go? Oh, hell yes, Robert. Hell yes, with unbridled enthusiasm. Tipping my fedora to you, another one-take wonder, a class act with studio quality. I shall travel to the crossroads, but must I kneel down in awe? So there you go. <laughs> awesome. Well, just a little bit, few minutes left before my sponsors take over. In two minutes, Zach, can you tell me why people should buy your book? I'm sorry, did you say in two minutes in or two, two minutes, sentences? Two, two minutes or less. Two minutes or less. Uh, why should you buy it? Um, if you're curious, if you are a lover of the state of Illinois, if you're looking to learn more about it, half of this book was actually culled from many, many sources of research, while the other half is very personal, um, and I mean, it just, it just, if you feel the same way about your birthplace as well, as it says on the back of the book, if, um, unless you feel your homeland is somehow traumatic or horrific, be proud of where you're from. Don't boast, of course, but be, <laughs> but be proud. 
Yes. So, awesome. Yeah. And, and may you find your own infinitarium wherever you may reside. I think that's a pretty good reason to buy that book. Yeah. And I think the, so the too. Next... And also, also support Cherry House Press. Yes. They're a brilliant press. They've 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 released such Some... such great talent, oh, including Ariana herself. <laughs> oh, I'm okay. I'm not that talented, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <This> modest. <laughs> I just like to share. That's my. That's what I like to do. But we appreciate <laughs> having you on our very first series. I think I'm going to call it "Meet the Author." How original. Um, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so uh, we'll let the sponsors take over, and we will bid Mr. Zach Wise adieu. Adieu to all of you, and thank you again for having me on the show. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Thank you for tuning in to Spoken Word Poetry Podcast. I appreciate each time you come to listen. When you listen, you are supporting my podcast. My only goal here is to share inspirational messages that I hope will inspire you, tell you a story, or offer a bit of wisdom. I hope you come back to listen again. Have a great day. Looking for more poetry? How about you pick up some Poetry Centrals at PoetryCentralsHub.com? It is your place for original written poetry, poetry podcasts, and a chance to even publish your own poetry. If you are craving poetry, then get your essentials at PoetryEssentialsHub.com.